You're listening to the Jer Prendergast Podcast. Jer is an ultra-endurance athlete and professional coach whose accomplishments include winning Deca UK Ironman and completing multiple extreme endurance challenges. On the podcast, Jer chats to top endurance athletes as well as athletes in other sports about their sporting background and achievements, what drives them to succeed and what they've learned along the way. The podcast provides top tips on training, nutrition, recovery, and how to build an indestructible mindset. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm the host Jer Prendergast and this episode is going to be a solo episode where I talk about a couple of triathlon training sessions. I wouldn't say to avoid but definitely to be wary of and some of them um, you might be surprised you might do them every week uh, with clubs or whatever else or with friends. So I'm not saying you know never do them I'm just saying to be a bit more mindful about what you're trying to get from the session and does it fit into the the plan or if you're being coached, does it fit into that plan? So generally what happens with a group ride is, you know, you meet up with the club or you meet up with even one friend, like, and uh, let's say you're on a, you're being coached and you're on a program and you've done your thresholds uh, the day before, you've done your intervals the day before and you're meeting a friend for a big cycle and on your plan is, let's say, a, a recovery ride of, an hour you know and you meet a friend or you meet up with a few members of the club and especially if it's a club you know you'll have somebody who hasn't been probably out on the bike in a while and they're chomping at the bit to to get out and of course they get to the front and the, the pace picks up and of course you pick up your pace and if you're working on heart rate or whatever your heart rate might go over what your intended heart rate is so you might go from aerobic to anaerobic which is not what the session is supposed to be for you um, in your plan. So basically then you're working too hard for that session and the whole, basically the whole session is, is you know, no use to you. Like you're, you're overtraining then, you're going into the, the the area of overtraining. So that's generally what happens with, with um, group rides and, and um, meeting up with friends for, for uh, cycles. So like, you know, we talked about being mindful. What you can do is, if it's if it's one person, you know, if it's a friend, you can say to this person, like, well, look, you know, yesterday I done, you know, a tempo run, and today I'm supposed to be doing a recovery ride. So I'm only going to be going at um, X amount of uh, heart rate or, you know, such a pace um, per kilometer or, you know, a, a, a power. If you're working off power, you know what kind of watts you have to be you have to be working off so you need to explain that to that person and if they're on board with that grand like or even you could bring out a person and they could you know they could fly down the road if they're doing a couple of uh, pickups or whatever it might be and come back and meet you but you need to be in control of your session because it's so important not to be dictated to almost by you know the group or by someone else instead of sticking to your plan to achieve whatever the goal of the session is or you know if it's if it's not it doesn't align with your goals you say at the end of your training because what happens then is you're no longer doing your 
your worker. You're no longer doing your plan. You're doing someone else's. You know, so you need to be very wary and, and, and very mindful of, of that. And we mentioned there, uh, you might have done intervals the day before, hill sessions the day before. And, you know, you go out, you're supposed to be recovering, but then you're doing basically a threshold session by, by chasing a group or chasing a friend. And that's just, that's just then like too much overload, you know, back to back. So you're not giving your body a chance to basically adapt the stimulation from the day before. So you, you, like what you're looking for really in a plan is stimulation, adaptation, then stimulation and continue on with that more adaptation within your recovery. So if you're doing, you know, back to back sessions of overload, you're just going to dig yourself into a hole. It's just overload after overload and the body, like, you, you, you know, you probably won't even notice it happening because you'll feel like you're getting better, you're getting better, but you plateau fairly quickly. And then what will happen even quicker after that is you'll start to regress. So we're looking for progression, not regression. So it's, it's, um, stimulation, adaptation from the recovery sessions and, you know, keeping that going. So if you're following somebody else, you're just going to overdo it and very, very quickly you'll be going backwards. And if it starts going that way as well, you know, you're going to end up with more injuries. You're going to end up with probably a loss of motivation and a loss of kind of interest in the sport because it's, you know, you'll see yourself not progressing. You're going backwards. So who wants to go backwards? You know, you're not going to want to be doing the sport anymore if that's the case. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've no interest in your hour of the sport. The next session then to be wary of is doing repetitive sessions. So what do we mean by that? Basically, it's just, you know, doing the slow session all the time, that endurance recovery session that we talked about earlier, just doing it all the time. You know, you're not going to get any kind of, well, your body will adapt to it um, and you won't get any kind of stimulation from it. So you just be, your body will know what's happening and it'll just, you know, won't progress, it won't, it won't grow, you won't get faster or stronger because your body's so used to doing it all the time. So you need... Um, you know, so this, this point basically just links in with the last one. Very, very similar. They all link in together, to be honest. But this one is, um, yeah, doing the same session all the time. Again, it doesn't have to be just a slow one. It could be, you know, um, uh, high intensity sessions, tempo sessions, um, hill sessions, whatever it is. So in the, in the case of tempo sessions, if you're doing tempo all the time, you know, what's going to happen there is your body's going to break down. You're not going to be, because you're not recovering. So it doesn't matter what the session is really. It's just doing it the same thing over and over and over, you know, and expecting different results. You know that old saying, doing the same thing all the time and expecting different results is, is uh, insanity. So you can apply that here definitely, you know. Um, so doing, doesn't matter what the session is, doing the same stuff all the time, you won't get progression. Um, you, without variation, you won't uh, get any kind of improvements you'll initially progress, you'll initially get better, especially if you're a beginner, you're going to see, you know, big gains uh, early on. But again, like previous, where we talked about, um, you know, you, you'll, you'll get good and then, you know, that'll stagnate and then you'll just start going backwards again. Um, so especially with that, with that, that um, I know people, when they get into triathlon, they're mad for, for speed and they think the more speed work they'll do, you know, the, the better they get, the quicker they'll get. Uh, and at a quicker rate. And um, there's no shortcuts in triathlon. You know, we talked about it earlier. It's an endurance sport. It's not a high intensity sport. It's not anaerobic. It's all aerobic. So you'll hear that actually a lot of people talking about, 
uh, zone two training. So that's just, you know, keeping your, your heart rate under kind of, um, well, well under anaerobic threshold, you know, keeping it nice and low. And what that does is, is it allows you to train for longer and build uh, a big, a big endurance reservoir, if you want to call it that. Um, so that's what we're talking about here, you know. Um, and of course, then too many extreme sessions, those high intensity ones, they're just, they're just not sustainable. Again, we talked about it there. You know, your body's going to break down and, um, you know, very soon you'll be injured, you'll be sick. And uh, yet, because you're not recovered, you're not using recovery rides or recovery sessions. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty. You know, it kind of ties into the previous one, uh, the the big uh, group rides and and uh, the big uh, group sessions. Like you know, because you'd be dictated to by other people as well. But this this one is more about doing the same stuff all the time. You know, so we, we're talking variation here. Don't keep doing the same stuff. And put a bit of um, variation in, you know, get a coach, you know, uh, they that takes the, all the thinking over for you. Um, and all you have to do is worry about uh, getting that session done and you'll have accountability as well. So then the last session to be wary of, you know, is um, doing the wrong sessions for the individual. So again, this ties in with the first point we were talking about earlier. You know, doing big cycles at the start of your plan. If Like if you're a beginner, you know, what's the point in you doing? Well, sorry, if you're a beginner and you're, you're looking to do a sprint triathlon, that's the natural progression. Of course, if you're a beginner, you'll do a sprint triathlon, then you're Olympic, then you're half, then you're Ironman. Maybe you'll build up as far as an Ironman. But in the start, like if you if your plan is just to do a sprint triathlon, why would you be out doing like a six hour cycle or even a four hour cycle on the weekend? You know, it's pointless to you like um that kind of thing so selecting the right session for where you're at and for what kind of what your goal is what kind of race you're targeting if that makes sense when you're a beginner you need to be focusing on like progression and building up to that so you would start with like you know it could be half an hour cycle which is which is probably your big cycle at that stage and that's fine and then you, you know you probably use a 10 percent rule where you're adding on 10 percent every week and the reason why you're going to do that is to try and avoid injury. Because if you're going into big sessions straight from the start, your body's not used to it. And of course, again, it's just going to break down injuries, sickness. And again, what will happen? You're out of the sport. Lack of motivation. This is not for me. You didn't really, you know, it's not you didn't give it a chance. You just went about it the wrong way. So it's very important to, to uh, know what sessions that you should be doing. Uh, for where you are in your kind of track long journey, I suppose. Um, and again, even if you are like a, 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 you know, a novice or an experienced triathlete, let's take swim, for example. Like, you know, what's the point in doing open water swims in December? Like, you know, or what's the point in doing open water swims at the start of your, your, uh, say 16 week training block or whatever it might be? Um, you'd only add in, you know, open water swims a couple, you know, probably maybe six to eight weeks before, if even, maybe even later. Um, you know, just to get a feel for the, the, uh, the conditions and, and adapt to the conditions. Um, so again, that's just another example, like, you know, um, what days to do. We talked about this earlier as well, you know, picking the right session on, on a particular day. So again, we talked about, 
doing tempos and then doing a recovery session, uh, doing um, an endurance session. But let's say you're two, you're two endurance sessions on the weekend, which is what people usually do. They do a long run and a long ride on the weekends. Um, but you know, you're going to need recovery in between those kind of sessions, those, um, the, the hill sessions, the tempo sessions. And, um, so you can recover, you know, um, cause again, that's just detrimental to progression. You're not going to progress if you're doing hard ones all the time. And we just talked about that in the last couple of points as well. So again, these all lead into each other. Um, so there was one actually, another point, I was only going to do three points on this, but there was another one I thought of, um, as I was writing them out. Um, you know, I was thinking, you know, a lot of people when they're doing sessions and they, you know, they make, um, you know, they, something happens in their life and they can't do the session. And what they'll do is they'll try and add it to the following day and then they're doing two sessions. And again, what we just talked about, that's just too much for the body to take uh, or things get pushed back and back and back. So it's like, you know, you're trying to catch up. So we call it the catch up session. Um, so moving sessions around, just let it go. Like it, it's, it didn't happen. Let it go. Forget about it and move on to the session that you're supposed to be on that day. Because what you'll end up doing is back to back to back sessions of you know again hard sessions high intensity anaerobic going into anaerobic um over threshold that kind of stuff and again you know we just we just need the recovery so we talked about it earlier again the stimulation we've gotten our stimulation we're doing our overload and what we need after that is to adapt to that training and we do that by doing a nice uh, zone one zone two recovery session um or an endurance session and uh, we're not giving our body a chance to recover so it's it's really they like they're probably you could there's an argument for that recovery session that it's the most important session of the whole um training block you're going to do yeah tempo and and hills and speed sessions and all this kind of stuff intervals whatever will get you faster but they'll only you know they'll, they'll only get you faster for so long you know, if you're going to keep doing them and without recovery, your body won't absorb that kind of hard work that you've done. Um, and again, it's just too much on the body. And again, we talked about it a couple of times already. You start to regress, basically. You plateau first and then you regress. You probably notice it then, you know, after a few of these um, tough sessions in a row, that you're not able to kind of deliver on the quality of the session that you're supposed to be doing like you'll know if you're supposed to be hitting a certain power on um a certain power on your your trainer on zwift whatever and you know for let's say you're, you're doing steady state and you're supposed to be hitting let's say 250 watts for eight minutes and you're supposed to do that five times you'll feel it like you know in a second or two run, maybe even a force and that you just can't get get up to that power or you can't sustain that power for so long and that's probably a sign that you've been doing, you know, overtraining or you're heading towards overtraining. And it's hard to come back from. Like every session, including these recovery sessions, especially these recovery sessions, um, they have a goal. They have an objective. And they're there for a reason. So stick to the session you're supposed to be doing. Um, with the catch-up session as well uh, that we're, we're talking about, you know, don't just, just let the session that you've missed go. Like things are going, that's what we say all the time. You know, life happens. Things are going to happen. Just let the session pass and move on to the next one. So they are my four workouts to be wary of. And again, I'm not saying never do them. Um, 
what I'm saying, I suppose, never do the catch-up session. Uh, but in relation to like the group ride and stuff, I'm not saying never do them. Just being mindful, being um, in control of what your objective is for that workout. You know, don't be dictated to by by the group and um, remember what your goal is and make sure you get that done. It is important, you know, to some people, you know, it is important, the social side of triathlon. And that's probably why they actually got into triathlon in the first place. And that's cool. If that is the case, you know, by all means, fire away. But if your objective is to, you know, improve your triathlon, um, you know, to be getting PBs, to be improving your power, your strength, whatever it is, then, you know, you've got to make sure you're doing what's best for you within that workout. You know, like triathlon racing, when you're racing, you know, you can't draft on people. You can't you can't ride beside people or behind people anyway. So you need to get used to that as well, um, especially if you're, you're talking Ironman distance and stuff. You know, you've got to be out on your own uh, doing these big, long rides um, and these big, long runs all by yourself. And you need to kind of build. That's something we didn't talk about on point one. You know, you've got to build that kind of mental strength uh, you got to be doing that mental uh, strength training i suppose um, and if you're out with a big group you're distracted by the group um you know it, it's nice to have the chats and all that but you know if you're talking you can't do that on, on ironman day so you got to kind of simulate that as well what's going to happen on race day you're going to be out there all day you know your, your, your cycle could last anywhere from five to eight hours like if you're really good five hours but more than likely for us you know mere models we're talking six to eight hours um, depending on the course of course uh, of course but um you know you're going to be out there on your own it, it's a lonely sport sometimes and you've got to be used to that as well you know Um so doing those big long cycles and those big long long runs on your own for that reason alone as well is very important and we didn't really touch on that um in point one uh, so yeah look that's the three points and again i want to say thanks a million for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed this um this episode if you did send me a message uh, on facebook or instagram you'll catch me at jerry prendergast uh, on both and um yeah it'd be good to hear your feedback good or bad whatever um or any suggestions you might have as well i think you can leave a five-star review on spotify uh, and iTunes so you'll find the podcast there um, yeah again thanks a million and look forward to doing the next one and chat to you then